Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, happy Wednesday. We are one day closer to the home opener for the Blue Jackets. This is Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Locked on Blue Jacket is available and free to listen and download wherever you get your podcasts. So today, uh, in the light of some breaking news yesterday with Miko Lettinen refusing to report to the Monsters, uh, I've got Dina Weinheimer to give us the lowdown on that. Uh, she is a friend of the show, one of my... Uh, co-hosts over at Monsters Musings at Field Pass Hockey, and she also covers the Monsters for Field Pass Hockey. So we are talking to her about Miko Lettinen, about all things Monsters, because they have been ramping up for the regular season as well. And uh, just a really fun preview on all things Cleveland Monsters to come. So I will uh, just jump straight into it. So it's NHL opening season last night. The AHL is kicking off pretty soon, so I figured we would uh, welcome back friend of the show and uh, Cleveland Monsters expert, Dina Weinheimer of Field Pass Hockey. And it looks like you've joined us, Dina, just in time for a little bit of uh, breaking news drama. Yeah, talk about uh, hot off the presses, but it looks like the expected Cleveland Monsters roster is getting just a tiny bit shorter here. Um, So earlier in the week, or late last week, here within the last few days, uh, the Jackets had made their final cuts to get down to their um, their roster limits and had assigned defenseman Miko Lettinen to Cleveland, but it looks like uh, he did not report. So now, um, yeah, uh, Columbus has him on, on unconditional waivers. So... Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure what else to say beyond that, because the whole situation is, I mean, it's it's unfortunate um, and it's a it's a little puzzling that, OK, you know, you're on a contract and uh, you refuse to report to where they assign you. But, you know, hockey's a business. It it just keeps on moving. Yeah, it feels very much like um cutting off your nose to spite your face you know it's Mm -hmm. you have an NHL contract I I was on a two-way contract I believe um you don't report to the AHL because you don't want to play in the AHL I assume he thinks he's too good for the AHL I don't want to you know speculate or anything like that but that's kind of the impression I'm getting and so by by saying that you don't want to play in the AHL you are now just not going to play hockey um and I don't know whether he thinks that he can sign somewhere else but I don't know the whole the whole thing strikes me as very kind of having a tantrum because he doesn't want to play in the AHL and kind of we talked about this a little bit before jumping on on recording like if you wanted to play in the in the NHL maybe you should have had a better training camp like I thought he was fine for the Blue Jackets in training camp and in preseason he wasn't a standout he wasn't good enough to knock Dean Kukan or Andrew Peake off the top of the running for those five and six defenseman slots. So just a whole right. a weird, weird situation that I suspect he might come to regret. 
Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's one of those things where um, you have to wonder, you know, was the brain making the decisions or was the ego making decisions? We don't know where we're not him. Um, I wish him the best moving forward. Um, but like we said, hockey's a business. There's plenty of guys to fill those, those spots. So, uh, I doubt much adjustment would, will need to be made and, uh, Columbus and Cleveland will just move on full steam ahead into the season. Yeah. So speaking of, we, uh, like I said, at the top, we've got a brand new Cleveland Monsters season on the way. Obviously you and I and Andrew uh, have been talking about this on uh, Monsters Musings, the uh, Monsters podcast over at Field Pass Hockey that we uh, both feature on. And uh, so what's, uh, what's the season going to be like? Do you think, are you excited for it to, to get started? Is there anything that you're particularly excited for any roster decisions that you think are, going to be fun and exciting well i am extremely excited to get the hockey season back i mean even though it was a relatively short season or short off season um but since the season was so short it all just feels like it's been longer than what it really is so i'm ready to get back into the grind of it um the cleveland monsters are moving back into the north division after some time in the uh, in the central. So it was a quick reunion saying hi to old friends. Now they are back into their new home in the North division. And, uh, as far as what kind of season they're going to have, that is up in the air because unfortunately against most of the teams, um, historically Cleveland has had some struggles with them, but this is almost a whole new squad, um, from the last time they were in the North division. So, um, I'm not quite sure how that's going to work out. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are some, some good new faces. Um, someone I think people need to watch out for, um, is our, uh, is defenseman Tim Barney. Um, not a big high scoring defenseman, but he is a fast guy. He's good on the one-on-one battles and he's really good at limiting zone entries. So he's, uh, the new guy I like to watch out for, but, um, there's a lot of great returning names from, from last season. Um, last season had a very strong squad, so we will see what happens. Yeah. I really liked, uh, Bernie in, I thought he had a really strong Travis city. He wasn't flashy, but he, he did the job pretty well. Uh, I liked what I saw from him. Uh, it's a shame that the blue jackets have this kind of log jam at defense for kind of those five and six spots because if the if the defense was just a little weaker I think Bernie would have made a, a decent showing in maybe taking one of those spots um but yeah it feels a lot like the the Cleveland Monsters roster at the minute has a lot of guys that could play bottom six in the NHL or just bully the entire AHL so it should be it should make for some interesting lineup decisions for sure it's going to be one to really you know watch how the roster unfolds throughout the season I mean of course we kind of have our uh bubble guys that we all have our eyes on you know you've got um Gabriel Carlson Gavin Bayreuther guys like that that you know like okay the second the inevitable injury happens those guys will be the first ones called up but you have you know the 
the deeper bubble guys too that may get their chance and we'll have to see how they they they, they respond to that i me in a minute i've got more of my conversation with dina but first i've got to tell you about built bar you know by now i know by now built bar is incredible they are the best tasting protein bar on the market if you like me are trying to eat a little bit healthier to try and shift some of that lockdown weight but also you love delicious candy bars built bar is for you because it is a protein bar it's high in protein low in sugar low in carbs low in calories uh, high in everything good low in everything bad but it tastes exactly like a candy bar and that's honestly the best of both worlds if you ask me they've got a ton of delicious flavors from cherry barcia to mint brownie to cookies and cream to salted caramel there's something for everyone at built bar and here's the best bit if you go to built.com use promo code locked 15 you will get 15 percent off your order once again that is promo code locked 15 l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 for 15 percent off at built.com and it's uh, basically an all new goaltending situation as well with uh well what i assume is going to be daniel tarasov and jf brube who i thought mm-hmm. Jeff Brube had a really strong preseason and training camp for us. And Neil Tarasov, I think, is, you know, someone that the the Blue Jackets like a lot. And then, you know, going down deeper down, we've got Jack Reeves, who I thought had a really strong Traverse City, considering he was uh, a guy that, frankly, I had never heard of before Traverse City. So Same. to kind of walk into this prospect, this, you know, roster full of very strong prospects, I think, and be notable in that I think is is it's uh it's a good sign for for Jack Grief so I'm you know you know me the the listeners know me we love goalies here at Lockdown Blue Jacket so I personally am excited for kind of the the goalie pipeline that we're starting to build back up after um obviously the loss of Matisse Kiblenix and uh the trading of Vaini Vemelainen yeah, I mean, Jack Reeves up in Traverse City, he certainly didn't look out of place. Um, I was pleasantly surprised by his poise and confidence in the crease. And he's uh, on a two-year contract. This season will be a two, the first of two years. Um, it's a two-way AHL deal um, between the AHL and ECHL. Um, so that would be Kalamazoo. Um so that's a nice way to get a little bit of consistency between two seasons because we all know all the potential storylines coming up for the goaltending um, in Columbus. So uh, Cleveland is kind of helping themselves out with that signing, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think it feels very much like Columbus is making some decisions now that they know they're going to have to deal with in the future, if that makes sense. I think they're making a lot of lineup decisions, especially for goaltending, for what do we do if uh, one of Muslikins or Kulpasalan goes down with an injury? What if one of them gets traded? I say one of them. We know it's probably going to be Kulpasalo if any of them get traded. But, you know, I don't want to, like, jinx it because, as I mentioned on a previous episode of, of this very show, I am cursed uh, with loving players that leave. So I don't want to say, oh, Corpusalo is definitely getting traded because the hockey gods will turn around and spite me and trade uh, Elvis Musleekins and I will be heartbroken <laughs> forever. Um, but it feels very much like the, the goaltending at the minute feels like, okay, well, 
we have Tarasov and Brube in Cleveland. Either one of those guys can come up and back up one of our goalies. Uh, I'd prefer Brube to go and back up and leave Tarasov starting in the AHL. We've got Greaves ready to step in. He might turn around and be phenomenal in uh, Kalamazoo and then make the monsters be like, oh, okay, well, we'll give this kid a shot in the AHL and we'll see where it goes. So I am looking forward to seeing how this goalie pipeline uh, shakes out. I'm looking forward to see Tarasov getting used to North American ice. Uh, I thought he had a decent-ish season last season. Uh, I think he struggled a little bit, but that's expected of a goalie moving to uh, North America for the first time. So it should be... It should be fun. I'm excited for this season. I know that you talked a little bit about how historically the Monsters haven't played very well against their new uh, division mates, but also they they might surprise you. You know, the, the Blue Jackets play best with a chip on their shoulder, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Monsters do the same. Yeah, one thing that, um, especially once Mikey's has come in as the Monsters head coach, um, it started under... Uh, John Tortorella, and I'm assuming we haven't had a chance to talk to to uh, Coach Eves yet. Um, but one thing that started is trying to get a consistent playing style, a consistent playbook, um, consistent um, identity throughout the entire organization. So that way, whenever the inevitable back and forth goes uh, goes on throughout the season, it's kind of well, not kind of, it's a lot easier for these, these guys to go up and they know, okay, this is my assignment. This is what I need to do. I play the exact same game. So it, it just helps them out. It eases them into it a lot better. Um, but yeah, I'm ex- super excited to see how they do, because like I said, it's almost an entirely new team from the last time they were in the North for a full season. Yeah, I feel like the the systems thing, and again, I feel like we've talked about this a little bit before, but the Pittsburgh Penguins have been doing this very publicly for quite a few years now. And I do think that is why the Penguins always seem to, they never really seem to have a dip. I always feel like as soon as one of their guys starts to dip in age or whatever, they just replace him with a new guy, almost like exactly. some kind of um, Sidney Crosby winger robot factory um and i think it is because they (laughs) they talk a lot about okay well the penguins and the uh, the pittsburgh penguins and the wilkes bar scranton penguins and i believe their echl affiliate is is it still the wheeling nailers or am i i believe i believe so but the the, the, all three of those teams play the same systems it all runs down through what mike sullivan wants and so um I think that's why the Pittsburgh Penguins have had so much success with call-ups and with, you know, there's the joke about how you look at the Pittsburgh Penguins and you recognize three names and then there are a bunch of guys that sound made up and they've all got like 45 points um, (laughs) because they just kind of slot them into the system that they've been playing in the AHL. So if the Columbus Blue Jackets can kind of do the same thing, if Brad Larson uh, works with uh mike eaves and probably a little bit with kalamazoo it could turn into a similar situation of okay foodie's been playing in the ahl for uh you know 20 games we'll throw him into the nhl and it's exactly the same um everything is a little bit faster everything is a little bit bigger but it 
I think it's a, it's a good way to run your farm team. And I don't understand why more teams don't run it that way. Um, exactly. Well, I mean, if there's one... Come over for a minute. I've got the end of my conversation with Dina. But first, I've got to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, there's going to be even more odds, props, and contests as BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus. That's right, 100%. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. Make sure you use promo code NFL100 to uh, get that bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Once again, that is promo code NFL100. NFL100 for a 100% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And it's uh, basically an all-new goaltending situation as well with, uh, well, what I assume is going to be Daniil Tarasov and J.F. Brube, who I thought... Mm -hmm. Jeff Brube had a really strong preseason and training camp for us. And Neil Tarasov, I think, is, you know, someone that the, the Blue Jackets like a lot. And then, you know, going down deeper down, we've got Jack Reeves, who I thought had a really strong Travis City, considering he was uh, a guy that, frankly, I had never heard of before Travis City. So Same. to kind of walk into this prospect, this, you know, roster full of very strong prospects, I think, and be notable in that I think is is it's uh it's a good sign for for Jack Grieve so I'm you know you know me the the listeners know me we love goalies here at Locked on Blue Jacket so I personally am excited for kind of the the goalie pipeline that we're starting to build back up after um obviously the loss of Matisse Kivlenics and uh the trading of Vaini Vanalainen yeah, I mean, Jack Reeves up in Traverse City, he certainly didn't look out of place. Um, I was pleasantly surprised by his poise and confidence in the crease. And he's uh, on a two-year contract. This season will be a two, the first of two years. Um, it's a two-way AHL deal um, between the AHL and ECHL. Um, so that would be Kalamazoo. Um so that's a nice way to get a little bit of consistency between two seasons, because we all know all the potential storylines coming up for the goaltending um, in Columbus. So uh, Cleveland is kind of helping themselves out with that signing, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think it feels very much like Columbus is making some decisions now that they know they're going to have to deal with in the future, if that makes sense. I think they're making a lot of lineup decisions, especially for goaltending, for what do we do if uh, one of Muslikins or Corpusalan goes down with an injury? What if one of them gets traded? I say one of them. We know it's probably going to be Corpusalo if any of them get traded. But, you know, I don't want to, like, jinx it because, as I mentioned on a previous episode of, of this very show, I am cursed uh, with loving players that leave. So I don't want to say, oh, Corpusalo is definitely getting traded because the hockey gods will turn around and spite me and trade uh, Elvis Musleekins and I will be heartbroken <laughs> forever. 
Um, but it feels very much like the the goaltending at the minute feels like, okay, well, we have Tarasov and Brube in Cleveland. Either one of those guys can come up and back up one of our goalies. Uh, I'd prefer Brube to go and back up and leave Tarasov starting in the AHL. We've got Greaves ready to step in. He might turn around and be phenomenal in uh, Kalamazoo and then make the monsters be like, oh, okay, well, we'll give this kid a shot in the AHL and we'll see where it goes. So I am looking forward to seeing how this goalie pipeline uh, shakes out. I'm looking forward to see Tarasov getting used to North American ice. Uh, I thought he had a decent-ish season last season. Uh, I think he struggled a little bit, but that's expected of a goalie moving to uh, North America for the first time. So it should be... It should be fun. I'm excited for this season. I know that you've talked a little bit about how historically the Monsters haven't played very well against their new uh, division mates, but also they they might surprise you. You know, the, the Blue Jackets play best with a chip on their shoulder, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Monsters do the same. Yeah, one thing that, um, especially once Mikey's has come in as the Monsters head coach, um, it started under... Uh, John Tortorella, and I'm assuming we haven't had a chance to talk to to uh, Coach Eves yet. Um, but one thing that started is trying to get a consistent playing style, a consistent playbook, um, consistent um, identity throughout the entire organization. So that way, whenever the inevitable back and forth goes um, goes on throughout the season, it's kind of well, not kind of, it's a lot easier for these, these guys to go up and they know, okay, this is my assignment. This is what I need to do. I play the exact same game. So it, it just helps them out. It eases them into it a lot better. Um, but yeah, I'm ex- super excited to see how they do, because like I said, it's almost an entirely new team from the last time they were in the North for a full season. Yeah, I feel like the the systems thing, and again, I feel like we've talked about this a little bit before, but the Pittsburgh Penguins have been doing this very publicly for quite a few years now. And I do think that is why the Penguins always seem to, they never really seem to have a dip. I always feel like as soon as one of their guys starts to dip in age or whatever, they just replace him with a new guy, almost like exactly. some kind of um, Sidney Crosby winger, robot factory um and i think it is because they (laughs) they talk a lot about okay well the penguins and the uh the pittsburgh penguins and the wilkes boss granton penguins and i believe their echl affiliate is is it still the wheeling nailers or am i i believe i believe so but the the, the, all three of those teams play the same systems it all runs down through what mike sullivan wants and so um I think that's why the Pittsburgh Penguins have had so much success with call-ups and with, you know, there's the joke about how you look at the Pittsburgh Penguins and you recognize three names. And then there are a bunch of guys that sound made up and they've all got like 45 points um, <laughs> because they just kind of slot them into the system that they've been playing in the AHL. So if the Columbus Blue Jackets can kind of do the same thing, if Brad Larson uh, works with uh, Mike Eaves and probably a little bit with Kalamazoo, it could turn into a similar situation of, okay, Foodie's been playing in the AHL for, uh, you know, 20 games. We'll throw him into the NHL and it's exactly the same. 
um that everything is a little bit faster everything is a little bit bigger but it uh i think it's a, it's a good way to run your farm team and i don't understand why more teams don't run it that way um exactly well i mean if there's one and that's all the time i've got for you today here at locked on blue jackets i have been jay foster you can find me on twitter at underscore jacob foster j-a-k-o-b-f-o-r-s-t-e-r you can find this podcast at lo underscore blue jackets you can also find us wherever you get your podcasts uh, thank you for making us your first listen of the day i really appreciate it i hope to see you tomorrow or i hope to uh talk to you tomorrow i guess uh i will be talking with Robin Leano of Lockdown Coyotes to preview the Blue Jackets home opener. Uh, we haven't seen the Coyotes play in a very long time, so I'm excited to get the lowdown on what their roster looks like and how their season is going to go with Robin. So uh, until then, make sure you stay locked on.